0: Changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Baden and Rex. Alright, welcome back to another episode of My Corner Universe. Today we had the pleasure of interviewing Leslie from Wild at Heart Horse Rescue. She is another one out there that has a huge heart for animals. And I love how their their rescue kind of started as just like, hey, let's get another horse. And, oh, next thing you know, we got 12 horses. Are we just a horse farm or a horse rescue at this point? So um, they went through the the paperwork of starting their own nonprofit. And, gosh, they've rescued a lot of horses. It's really yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I like what you said, because I think she said maybe they're at the point of like 30 horses or something like that, where she looked at her husband, she's like, yeah. you do know where a horse rescue <laughs> after 30 horses into it, but it's, it's awesome. You know, they're, they're taking horses, which, you know, is it happens a lot of people who either get a horse or have multiple horses and, either they get older and they can't handle the horses anymore or their kids get older or they just overestimated the amount of work and money it takes to have a horse yeah. and then what do you do with the horse when you have it you know you have this nice horse yeah, and you're it's like it's like a dog it's not like a dog yeah it's like what do you do with this horse yeah. <laughs> like so uh so you need people like Leslie out there what she's doing to create these rescues for these horses and um i guess she didn't really use the term rescue as much as rehoming so she'll bring re-homing, the horses in yeah you know, she'll give them the proper medicine, vet care, get them fed, get them trained to be able to allow riders again, and then find good homes for them. It's a really great cycle that she has.
0: Yeah. They've, uh, according to their website, they've rescued 87 horses, which is awesome. I mean, like, Uh, you know, she said, I think she said currently they have around 30 on, on their property. So that means that, you know, 40 to 50 new horses have been, have new
1: homes. Yeah, totally. And, you know, she talks about rescuing cattle, rescuing sheep, you know, and then finding homes for those. So just really. very a really big heart, very loving of of the animals. Um just, you know, it was, a, it was a great interview. I just love seeing people that are doing cool things like that.
0: Yeah, and you know, I mean, we've kind of talked about this before, but right now because of the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of nonprofits are really taking it hard cuz everyone's not everyone has jobs mm-hmm. we get, you know, we get that they're, they're, the things are tough right now, but also people ha- are a lot more secluded. So the normal going to an event to like help raise money for, you know, in this case, a horse rescue that's not happening. So really, you know, it kind of takes us going out of our way to say, Hey, you know, what? I'm going to make sure that I'm helping out these nonprofits still. And any way you can donate, even if it's a small amount, I'm sure that it'll go a long way and um as vaden shares you know make sure that you follow him on social media because if you see a post you like sharing it next thing you know you got new ears and eyes on it so
1: yeah absolutely so you can go to www.wildathearthorserescue.org you guys can donate there um, if you are a horse lover uh, or an animal lover or just somebody who wants to help out just a great way to film a couple bucks help them out you know your money's going right to all these horses they have a bunch of volunteers it's not like they have a massive overhead or anything it's just a small you know horse rescue in southern california that needs help
0: yep so yeah make sure you like and share if you enjoyed it and we'll see you on the next one
1: welcome to another episode of my corner of the universe today we are joined by leslie from wild at heart horse rescue leslie how are you doing today
2: good thank you for having me
1: Of course. We are excited to have you. This is our um, back-to-back episodes of Animal Sanctuaries. Our last episode we just filmed or recorded was uh, with Ellie May Sanctuary in Connecticut, where they had a sanctuary more for for cows and other livestock. And so today we're excited to go the uh, equestrian area and talk to Leslie about horses. So if you could, Leslie, can you fill us in on how you got started um, with what you have going on?
2: Well, I will say we have been avid horse lovers um our whole lives. Um when I met my husband, he had always wanted to have a horse, so we picked him up one and my daughter was already riding and um you know, eventually we got another horse and another horse and my my husband is a chronic viewer of Craigslist. <laughs> 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 eventually we ended up buying property out here in Antelope Valley um, so that we could have more space for our animals. And we started with six horses when we moved and within, I'm going to say about six months, we had 13 horses that we had picked up from free Craigslist ads or people that, you know, couldn't take care of their horses anymore. And from 13, it went to 20 and, (laughs) <laughs> at that point, I said, you do realize that we're a horse rescue at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we got our, we applied for and got our 501c3 and became an official nonprofit. And from there, within a year, we had 40 horses.
0: Whoa. <laughs> so
2: at that point, we uh, we decided we needed a bigger piece of property. And so we moved from our original two and a half acres Um, To We just purchased 10 acres last year and um, have incorporated a training program and um, we've joined up with the ASPCA Right Horse Initiative and our programs have just expanded from there. So we we have a really good um, rehabilitation training and rehoming program now and we're probably uh, rehoming probably about 30 horses a year.
0: What's the difference between rehoming and rescuing?
2: So, you know, rescuing, and and we do have um, several horses here that are going to be permanent residents. They're, you know, either really old or really damaged, and you just, you can't find a good home for them that would be able to to handle them. Um, And then, you know, rescuing is like an old term that they, yeah. I mean, basically, we're a transition center now. You know, it's, we're, we're trying to take horses from their circumstances where, you know, they, they weren't treated well, or the people just couldn't care for them anymore. We bring them in, we get them uh, healthy, we get them exercised, and then we put them in our training program for riding. And what we want to do is make a nice riding horse for whatever discipline this horse is going to fit in. And then we can find a family that wants that horse.
1: Nice so is that pretty common where you get like the daddy i want a pony or a horse and then they buy one and then about later they're like whoa this is a lot more work than we thought it was going to be
2: yeah well and then we have the same thing here with people that want to adopt they want to adopt the pretty horse that they think is really cool (laughs) you know we have to tell them okay but that's not the horse for you you if you've never ridden and you just want to get a horse then probably that three-year-old uh 16 hand thoroughbred is not going to be the best fit for you. (laughs) So, but yes, we get, um, well, we get a lot of horses from retired people that just can't afford to, you know, or don't have the time or physical ability to work their horses anymore. Um, Of course, with COVID 19, we have had a slew of animals come in. That you know, people just they can't afford them anymore. They can't afford to feed them. They can't afford to do their feet. And um, you know, we're a place where they can bring the horses and know that they're going to get good care and that they're going to get placed in a good home.
0: How much does it cost to to usually feed a horse?
2: Um, about a hundred dollars a month per horse. Okay. And then then there's the farrier on top of that, uh, mm-hmm. dental, veterinary. So, you know, our our annual expenditures are just about $70,000 right now.
1: Wow. Yeah. And how many horses do you guys have at the moment that that are We
2: have 32 that are on the property and 3 that are up north in a training program with Monty Roberts.
1: Okay. Oh, cool. And so what's that training program entail?
2: So that includes we we uh it's through the ASPCA. Um Monty has gotten a grant to give his professional training to a certain amount of horses that are members of the right horse initiative and he did eight in this program which is the pilot program and three of the horses are from our rescue
1: oh, so
2: cool. we sent over completely green horses that have never been done anything with except they know how to lead on a line
1: yeah
2: <laughs> and yeah. Uh, one of them is you know a really traumatized horse so, but I mean, just a beautiful paint horse that has. Mm. She's black and white. She has a butterfly on her shoulder, and <laughs> it, 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 that's part of her markings. Right. And so, you know, he was really interested in her when we sent our our sample pictures. Nice. So So, um, yeah, within two days, he was already riding there. His people were riding the horses around, and they're going to be there for sixty days. So.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, they're. They're going to try to adopt them directly from there. So that would be great. If not, they come back here and we adopt them out and they've got 60 days of Monty Roberts training.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Because I I would imagine, like you said, one of the horses was abused. Um, Those horses have got to be extremely timid of of people, right?
2: Yeah, you try and pet them and they jerk their head away and and they just know that anybody approaching them is going to hit them. And trying to teach them that that's not going to happen and we're, we're going to give you nothing but kindness and love here. You know, it takes a while, but they, they come around.
0: Yeah. Gosh. So I could, I could see the adoption process being uh, easier if someone or if a horse goes through that training.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the value of the horse goes up, you know, that which right. is you know good for us
1: mm-hmm. as
2: a rescue because the adoption fees are right now what's paying for our feed.
1: yeah i was going to ask that how the program works so so you guys will bring in horses and then you'll train them you know do whatever you need to do to get them you know kind of rehabilitated ready and then and then they're now sell them back to people who want a horse and that's one of the main ways of of funding the program
2: yes and then and we keep track of the horses for about a year you know make sure you know ask them to send us pictures or um You know, I have people that constantly send me video of what they're doing, what their kids are doing on the horses. And it's, it's really rewarding to see what good lives these horses get after our program.
1: Has there been some really emotional hardships for you or your team to be like, oh, it's so hard to like, let this horse go. Or is every time you're just like, oh, it's going to a good family and you can justify it.
2: Well, the, the, one of the horses that we sent up to Monty Roberts we've had since he was seven months old and he was very sick. And I spent about a year and a half getting him healthy. And I mean, he was just tiny, tiny little horse. He was always underdeveloped. Um, You know, at seven months old, he was the size of a four month old. And, you know, once he was healthy, we um, he just hit at two years old. He hit a growth spurt and turned into this giant horse (laughs) and yeah, you know, he was. He, I I cried when he left. I'll admit it. Yeah. Know, like one of one of my kids leaving. I've had him for three years, and you know, but it's time for him to go learn a job and you know find a new family and find a career.
1: But he's still going to come back to you, and then find or is he already placed to someone else? I,
2: he's no, he's not placed yet. But the possibility is that they may place him out of their program. Gotcha. But you know, he could always come back. But my job is to find him a home after that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was a relatively young rescue then. Is that typical or is it usually um, older? Horses? We
2: get all ages. I okay. with This one case in particular, there was a breeder that was local and they, um, they were in over their heads. They didn't know what they were doing. They were, con- you know, started out thinking they were going to make millions of dollars breeding mm-hmm. race horses and, they didn't have the connections to get the horses in. You know, they mm-hmm. couldn't sell any of them, and another Craigslist ad. We yeah. went in, and they were selling yearlings. And my husband had always wanted to start a baby. And when we got there, they were you know bringing horses out for us to look at that had massive infections. They had abscesses. They had and so once they found out we were a rescue the uh, wife called me up and asked if there was any way we could take any of their horses. And, um, over about a two year period of time, we took in 15 of their horses and babies that wow. they're brood mares and, um, they divorced and they, and they went their separate ways. And, but, um, yeah, we had, I believe seven babies here at one time
1: Wow.
2: in, in the, but, And then, you know, mares that were pregnant that surprised us with babies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tough, uh, tough business model, you know, I mean, anybody who's like has a vision to start a business is great. But when you your business is breeding an animal, there's lives, you know, animal life's at stake. It's not just like, hey, you could be out on something. You're like, all of a sudden, I imagine they got themselves in the position where they're like, well, we're not making the money. And in fact, these are all costing us money, like you said, with vet bills, feed, all this stuff. And we have a whole bunch of horses that what What do we do
2: now? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and they just, you know, they didn't have a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I think it was, they started it on a whim and it just didn't work out for them. But, you know, really nice people. And, you know, they, they did their best. And none of the horses were skinny. They just didn't have any vet care.
1: Yeah. Did they ever get one to race? Get one in or not? It, out of no, all they are no, doing, no, they
2: never did. Gosh. <laughs> How, How often do you more-
1: get racehorses? Do you do you ever get racehorses that get injured and bring? We in? get
2: a lot of off the track thoroughbreds. Um, oh. You know, sometimes you'll get it from you know, just this guy that lives in a trailer, and you know, the horse comes in and it's very skinny and. And um, you flip their lip up, and you see they have a tattoo from being raced, and right. it's like wow, you know. So, so at that point, I can actually look up and see the history of the horse, get his real name, get his real age, and you know, uh, we had one that came in a couple weeks ago, and unfortunately, he he was so skinny and he'd been basically eating dirt forever, <sighs> and um, he he passed away the day after wow. we got him. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'll tell you he had a nice 24 hours here. Yeah. He he, he, got, he got some food, he got a lot of grooming and love, and um, yeah, I just you know it was just too much. To it. His belly was just full of dirt. dirt. Oh
0: my gosh.
2: Oh, how but, how know, long
0: can a horse live?
2: Um, right now, I have my oldest ones are 36 and 37, and oh, wow. they are extremely healthy. And but you know average horses into their thirties, but well taken care of horses in well into their forties. Wow!
1: Wow! Yeah. Wow! Have you had any um, unique dynamic with a horse that's come in that's been a bully, and you have to isolate them, or how or how does that work in the in the pasture? Um,
2: well, what we do is you know everybody has their own paddock here. Okay. So and then um, twice a week we take four horses, you know, from that general area that are all near each other and have been socializing and they go out and run around in the pasture for about an hour or two and then you, you just kind of go down the row and you know keep switching them out. So, you know, they they get in their buddy groups so they have like their own herd and um but yes, you do always have that alpha mare that wants to be the boss of everybody mm-hmm. and so you just need to make sure there's not two alpha mares in that section
1: <laughs> otherwise they'll butt heads they'll they got each other
2: butt heads they kick each other they bite each other you oh. <laughs> horses horses play rough
1: yeah <laughs> they oh, really
2: yeah. do
0: <laughs> sure now is it just horses or do you guys have any ponies or other like donkeys, we have or?
2: ponies um we've uh we haven't taken on any donkeys yet, but, you know, we're very open to animals, you know, I and mean, we take in cows, we have sheep, you
1: know,
2: <laughs> okay. but, you know our, we're a horse rescue. But, you know, when somebody needs to place an animal, you know, I'll, I'll usually take it and find mm-hmm. it a home.
1: Yes. If you take in a cow, can you, like if it's, say, a milk cow, can you... Like utilize the milk from the cow to help supplement horse food or anything like that or to cows. Well with the milk, milk
2: cow, s- they, you actually I mean it's just like people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to The cow, cow, cow has to yeah. have been bred to bring yeah. milk in. So, you know, if you if you don't have a bull to breed it and have a baby, then there's no milk. <laughs> yeah,
1: gotcha. Um, I have kind of might be a, a dumb question, but I'm just it shows my lack of horse knowledge, I guess. But um are all the horses that you've got in, are they broken? And can you kind of explain the breaking of a horse? And then do you have you had unbroken horses and just kind of the dynamic of how that all works?
2: So um, it, it's an old term breaking. Uh-huh. And I, I try to stay away from that okay. now. We call it saddle training. And, and, gotcha. Um, because they actually did used to, uh, you know, get on the horse and break it. They would break its spirit.
1: Yeah. And so what would, they, so that, what would they do doing that?
2: Um, you know, I've known that, uh, you know, some places in South America, you know, they tie them really short to a pole and and they hit them with a stick wow. every time they move. You know, they and they want them and, and then they'll put the saddle on and they'll beat the horse until it stops moving. And, you know, that that's breaking a horse. It wow. you know, literally break the horse's spirit. So, um, it, a lot of the horses that come in here. I have not been saddled or they haven't been ridden in eight years. And so we just, we start slow. We work on them on the ground so that, you know, they're calm. You can walk them around. And then we introduce them to the pads and the saddles. And um, they're actually, once they're really well trained on the ground, it's really easy to transition the saddle in. And, you know, we have trainers that come out twice a week and, uh, we do five horses at a time and that's what they do. They, they get on, they get off, they, you know, they take the saddle on and off and just get them accustomed to the feel of everything until they're not afraid of it. And then, then they'll try to ride. And they always, you know, they've got three people, so they're, they're doing it as a group, um, And you know we've had a lot of success. We haven't had anybody that did not make it through the training program.
0: That's very cool. Is that volunteer training, or do you guys have to pay for that as well? We do
2: pay these guys.
0: Okay, gotcha. Seems like uh, just every horse probably exponentially adds on to your guys' expenses that you guys. It
2: does, yeah. (laughs) So you know that the the best thing about the training program is that it makes this makes the horses more adoptable,
0: yeah you know yeah. Every,
2: every once you know the nice calm, gentle uh trail horse, and you know that's our goal to make these horses that nice yeah uh, either that or you know um we get some nice thoroughbreds in and they'll train them to do hunter jumpers, um which is you know a big uh it's a big program out here. there's a lot of hunter jumper stables
0: what part of the country are you in?
2: We're in Southern California.
0: Okay. Gotcha. And so do you guys have to worry about fires where you're at?
2: Um, We've had a, I will tell you out here, it's almost a daily thing. I can go out and scan the horizon around and I'll see a fire here or a fire there. And I I firmly believe there's somebody out there deliberately (laughs) fighting these fires because there's no way that, you know, that there could be that many fires.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. Same, same here. We're a little bit North and we've had yeah, two pretty massive, yeah. massive fires the last couple of years. Um, have you ever had, you haven't had to evacuate the horses though. No. The fires.
2: And nice. luckily for us, the place that they're evacuating horses to is the local fairgrounds, which is about three miles down the street from me.
0: Oh, I nice. thought you were going to say to your house, like, they yeah, t- <laughs> <here." I,
2: laughs> yeah. no, we, we take in a take lot of evacuees because we're, we're kind of on the floor of the valley. Yeah. And the people that are up in the hills where the fires are, you know, bring their horses down and we'll board them here for them until the fire's gone. Gotcha. Nice.
1: Okay. Um, you ever have anybody that rides or brings their horses back to visit you guys? Like someone that had a, you've sold off and they've been like, oh, let's t- let's just go back there and check in and see how things are doing. You guys get to see the horse you know, three do. years later or something. We do.
2: You have know, people come and we, we have cows and so we'll do cattle clinics here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our adopters want to, want to uh, introduce their horses to cows. And, you know, so they, they'll they bring them in. We get to see how they're doing. And it's, yeah, it's really exciting.
1: That's cool. Do you I also mean, have people who come and just like visit, like to see the horses or, you know, like, or do you oh, guys allow yeah, yeah regular visitors? We get, we
2: get a lot of drive-bys. Um, that's, that's our best way of getting volunteers.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> we, yeah.
2: People stop in and want to see the horses and, you know, we, Tell them you know you're welcome to come and help with the horses and yeah. you know, people they they want that hands-on experience to spend yeah, the time I with bet. the animals
1: yeah
0: yeah uh, I was gonna ask like uh, you said you're on ten acres now yes I, I I just always thought that like horses would need all this you know acreage but you're able to to handle that many horses in, in that amount of space is awesome.
2: oh yeah and we have we have turnouts we have arenas. Um, we're working on setting up some pasture land for spring. Um uh, keep in mind we're in the middle of the desert. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we're we're uh running water out to the far end of the property so that we can plant some uh some grass and stuff for them to graze on.
1: Oh yeah, so, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you uh what do you see as the future? As like let's let what's the what's the like how big do you want it to get? Do you want to go 20 acres 100 acres you know more Um, and more horses we're
2: we're looking at picking up the the acreage around us which equals another 20 acres yeah um i would love to have you know just a huge sprawling place um but you know a little bit at a time yeah Yeah. and um you know future you know basically expand our facilities um pick up more land uh be able to hold actually hold fundraisers again We'd love to be able to do that.
0: Um, Oh yeah. You guys haven't been able to do any of that, huh?
2: Yeah. I mean, we can't do our adoption days. We can't do the meet and greet the horses days and, you know, really want to expand our programs at just beyond just horses and, you know, bring in like some veterans programs, um, uh, special needs kids, uh, hold community, um, like a community outreach days where, we can people can come in and you know surrender their horses and you know get get them off of their bill and then we can uh do what we do with them get Mm -hmm. them get them healthy again give them some training um you know some horses need to be euthanized and people just don't have the heart to do it and Mm -hmm. you know we would offer that service but you know really want to do a lot of collaborating with the rest of the rescues around here, because we probably have, you know, 30 rescues within a 50 mile radius of us Oh wow! and really start working together to place horses. Because if I may get a client that comes in Mm -hmm. and they're looking for, you know, a, a nice quarter horse that their kid could ride. And I don't have one right now, but there's probably one out there somewhere. And, you know, I, like that, you know, all the rescues could work together, and let's say this one over in Pinion Hills has has a horse like that, and I can send my client directly to somebody that has what they're looking for.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: the, the the whole point is to find the horses' homes, yeah. Not to the make sure they together, get it from me. Yeah. <laughs> network together. Seems like yeah. You
1: Have it. you had yeah. people from far away? Like it was mostly just within kind of the local Southern California Valley area. That's Adopted the horses or you had people coming from Arizona or out of the state or anything? Um,
2: We have people that come from Las Vegas, um, you know, yeah, Arizona, um, somebody from Oregon. Um, Mostly we adopt locally, but, you know, we do, our trainers have a a, a network as well and they bring in clients looking for horses. So that's where we get our out of state people.
0: So right now, because of COVID, COVID, have you got? I mean, as far as fundraising, what's the best way that people can help out?
2: Um, donations are great right now. Um, you, you can donate directly from our website. Um, you guys www- have a beautiful www. website too. Yes. Yeah. Wildhearthorserescue.org. Yeah. Um, you can donate on our Facebook page, and um, yeah, you know, we're we do all kinds of little fundraisers. That you can do online. You know, we sold T-shirts, donuts. <laughs> um and yeah but yeah really just straight donations is the best
0: (laughs) nice yeah because you guys in the past like you said you do actual on-site type of events where you raise funds as well
2: yes we normally we do a big fundraiser in october and then another one in uh april and those normally bring in enough money to pay for feed for the entire year
0: Oh wow! So you're missing. So
2: without those this year, it has been a lot of money out of my pocket. Right. Yeah.
1: Were you able to sneak one in in April before everything no. kind of got shut down? No. no.
2: Yeah. It. It. Uh, we lost all of our people that. Um. When when everybody went into shutdown in March, uh-huh. everybody just kind of dropped off the committee, and it's like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah.
1: Are you noticing that now? Are you starting to get more volunteers back and people kind of coming back to to help out?
2: I'm getting a lot of new volunteers and um, I I have my, my diehard volunteers that have been with me for years and, you know, they're still here, but you know, it's, um, it's kind of hit and miss with volunteers. You know, sometimes you get people that are just so dedicated and they want to be here two or three times a week and then you get people that come once or twice and then you don't hear from them again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I think what you're doing is a, a really amazing thing. And I mean, there's obviously so many horses that probably could use, you know, not only your facility, but a facility like it. And, yeah. And uh I love how it started too. I mean, I love that it just started with <laughs> like, oh, let's get in there. <laughs> yeah. do
1: you yeah. A little bit, little bit bigger land, a couple more horses. Do you have a what's the plan for the cows you bring in? Like what's you know, is there a is that just an extra service and they're there or is there a kind of a goal, or something to do with the cows?
2: Um, uh, well, I, I have a herd of Corriente cattle, which are the smaller cows that they use for roping and stuff. And those are the ones we do with our cattle clinic. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we get the occasional, you know, backyard cow and we have a really tight community out here and, you know, they're, they're really into, um, you know, living more off of what they can produce than, you know, having to rely on, uh, public stuff right. <laughs> and so i can always find homes for cows and sheep and and uh goats
0: yeah what was the breed of cow you said you had a
2: corriente
0: corriente and how much yeah. will those end up weighing
2: uh, they're small you know the the bulls will be probably about seven or eight hundred pounds and wow. the um the cows themselves are probably about 600
1: yeah pretty wow. small
2: yeah. yeah. My, my husband keeps getting mad at me because I'm out there petting him and giving him treats. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to run from the courses if you keep yeah. doing
1: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're trying to be too nice. Yeah. <laughs> to too nice. Well, um, yeah, I, I want to give a plug also for your Instagram too, because, um, and even for your Facebook, because I think that that's also a great way, obviously donations are great, but for people to be able to follow you at yeah. those places and share your posts, um, everybody loves like your photos are awesome. So everyone's going to love okay. pictures of, of horses and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's just at wild at heart, wait, wild at heart horse rescue. Yes. And same on Facebook too. Correct. correct. Yes. yes. Nice.
0: Love it. Great stuff. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing what you're doing. And, you know, you're making a difference out there to a lot of people, which is great.
2: Thank you. And, and really, thank you for having me. We really yeah. appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Have you heard of light therapy? What about photobiomodulation? A fancy way of saying light therapy. Or stem cell activation. That's right. I said stem cells. The big buzzword in health that no one can afford. Well you can afford it now. Head on over to my corner of the universe forward slash support the show and click on LifeWave. They offer a thirty day money back guarantee. You can't beat that. So head on over to my corner of the universe forward slash support the show and get started today.